Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. You have a lot more power than you probably think you do. A lot of time... As women, we're taught to take care of everyone else around us but ourselves. Whether you're starting out or whether you're a seasoned veteran, like, you got this. You can do it. My name is Esprit Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. I call it actionable empowerment. Every single episode, you'll hear the story of a fantastic woman in tech, from engineers to founders to investors to journalists to designers, all sorts of different females in tech who have thrived. I want to share their stories with you so that you can know what resources, mentors, and life situations they accessed in order to get to where they are today. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Women in Tech podcast. We are here in the beautiful Santa Monica, California with Noelle from ZipRecruiter, one of the best job sites. I've actually had the privilege of interviewing the CEO of ZipRecruiter quite a while ago, and it's such a great company to find a job. Noelle, go ahead, tell everybody about who you are and about ZipRecruiter. Hey, so thanks for having me on. Um, So my name is Noelle, and for ZipRecruiter, I primarily do design for their Android applications. Um, And I've been working in the industry, um, working on both mobile and then a lot of game design and web design uh, for about 10 years now. Um, And yeah, no, I uh, started working with ZipRecruiter a little while ago. And it's a great company just because uh, on all of the job applications that we have, we let you know when your application has been viewed and and kind of let you know some more details into the process so you're not just throwing your resume into a black hole. And ZipRecruiter is an established job search company. How long has ZipRecruiter been around? I think it's only been about five years. So we're just kind of coming out of stealth. But um, you've probably heard us advertising on almost every podcast out there. Yes. And um, yeah, we're uh, we're growing rapidly. Oh. And what is your role at ZipRecruiter? So I currently um, manage the Android applications uh, from a design standpoint. So um, we have two applications for both job seekers and then on the other side for employers who are hiring. Um, so my focus is everything design related to those apps. Take me back. When did you first recognize your love for design? Okay, so about 10 years ago in college, um, Graduating from high school, I knew I wanted to do art, and I was also a really nerdy person. Um, and I, at that time, I had no idea that design even existed or what it was. And I found a program at the college that I was going to that was a like graphic design, web design course. So took a class and like just right away knew that this was the thing for me, where I was able to do kind of artistic, creative things, but also be super nerdy in tech. And what was your first job and how did that flow out to get to where you are today? So I started focusing initially on web design and my first job out of college was just working with a really small startup. There were four of us in Bellingham, Washington, 
And from there, I actually, my first kind of big gig out of college was working on the first launch of the Xbox Connect. Wow. So I worked on the user interface for that with a really awesome team of people. And then after that was actually when I decided to move down to Southern California. Where were you living? I was living in Seattle and uh, I ended up getting a job with a mobile company in San Diego. And that kind of kicked off the the mobile focus of my career. And like ever since then, um, yeah, spent two years in San Diego and then moved up to L.A. And primarily have done a lot of work with either gaming companies or uh, lifestyle brands. Now, how did you even become educated on mobile? Because you started in in web design. So, I mean, they're two totally different beasts, right? Or yeah. no? Yeah, no, it really is. I got I got really lucky. And the first team that hired me to work on mobile, I pretty much, I was able to convince them in the interview to hire me and I learned on the job. Um, so, like, at the time, uh, just reading the human inter- interaction guidelines that Apple put out and learning as much as possible from the developers that I work with, how we build mobile apps and what are our constraints. Um, So I just got lucky and learned on the job. That's awesome. And then from there, now you got your first job in mobile Mm -hmm. and then walk us through. Yeah, from there, uh, I moved up to Los Angeles and worked on the fitness tracker for Livestrong.com with Demand Media. Spent a couple of years there. And then kind of bounced around a little bit. I did a bit of work at DirecTV on television interfaces and uh, recently finished up a contract working with Riot Games on a website. So, you know, I've kind of hit a bunch of different mediums and then kind of the main thread in between has always been kind of smaller mobile applications for startups as stuff has progressed in my career. I mean, the companies you've worked for have been really significant. How do you go about marketing yourself to get these jobs? Do they find you? Do you reach out to them? Yeah, it's generally actually a lot of the people in my community and the people that I've worked with. Um, I've stayed in touch with art directors that I met at Xbox that have then connected me. That's how I got connected in with DirecTV just staying friends and building connections with people. It's crazy how small the community really is. And like most of these jobs, like I have a friend that I used to work with that I'm like, hey, I'm interested in working for this company. And like it's mostly been through personal connections. I mean, relationships matter. Is there like if you were totally new to the world, let's say you were talking to an intern at a school who has no connections, what would you suggest to him or her about how to start to build a network? My my main recommendation would be to just build friendships with people. Um, I have a really close friend that I met at Xbox who was the art director at the time. And we ended up bonding over bacon jam at a food truck. And ever since then, I've stayed in touch. And like every once in a while, we just will email and connect and go out to do dinner and um, like five years later, like I realized like, oh, this man's my mentor. He's helped me a lot in my career. And yeah, just be yourself, make friends and and don't be afraid too if you haven't talked to somebody in six months or so, like reach out, ask them how they're doing. Like it rarely ever turns out bad. <laughs> the jobs that you've had have been really important. A lot of people have relied on you, um, really big companies that aren't messing around, can't make a lot of mistakes, it seems. What are some obstacles that you've experienced that you've overcome successfully? I think kind of in every job, especially 
being a woman in tech and also being a short statured small person. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't view you short. We were just okay. saying, wait, no, stand up for I've, I've got a, I've got a little bit of a heel short. on. I'm like five two. You're not okay. short. Hi. A little. Okay. A little bit. I was like, <laughs> like I don't remember her being All extraordinarily right. short. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so being a woman in tech, particularly when you go into technical fields, I feel like you always end up running into maybe some older crotchetier developers <laughs> that um, that just kind of assume that I don't know what I'm doing or that I may not know what I'm talking about. Um, and so like almost every position I go into, there's a little bit of that relationship building that I have to do to surprise them and show them like, no, I, I care about you and what you think. And right. I do know what I'm doing and I've been doing this for 10 years. Um, and so it always, it's always sucks and it's disheartening, um, initially, but I kind of just, you have to just kind of power through it and do a really good job. And usually your work speaks for itself and more, like more often than not, they, they tend to come around after they see like, oh, oh wait, she actually does know how this works. Like, yeah, usually that, that's when minds start changing. What are a few of the resources you rely on to advance your skills as a designer every year? Oh, reading all the time. So I'm constantly reading blog articles. Like uh, which ones? User research reports. I've found a lot of stuff on Medium. Um, Medium.com. Medium.com. Yeah. yeah. I really like the speakers that come out of an event apart also. Which is event a apart? Yeah. An event apart. I haven't heard of it. It's a really good conference. Where is it? Uh, it, it's in multiple locations in the U.S. Um, do you think it's event apart and a com and event apart oh, and yeah. event uh, and you guys will include it in the show notes yeah. and event apart. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Jared Spool, Brad Frost, Karen McGrain, the speakers, Luke Rablowski, which is killer. The, the speakers coming out of that are some of the kind of top design minds in the U.S. And, so reading their blogs, their Twitter feeds, their LinkedIn stuff, um, and then the Nielsen reports that come out about user experience. Um, if I'm able to go to conferences, that's always great, but <laughs> it always depends on the company. I think one thing that I just want to say for, for other women in tech is you have a lot more power than you probably think you do. And to be comfortable owning that, I think... A lot of time as women, we're taught to take care of everyone else around us but ourselves. Um, and so whether you're starting out or whether you're a seasoned veteran, like, you got this. You can do it. It just seems like a really big deal <laughs> that you're the person. First of all, I was, I'm tripping out that you choose Android over iPhone. Do you choose Android over iPhone? I, so I've been a long-term iPhone user, but working in this job, I have switched over to, to using Android. Um, and I like it actually. I know a lot of iOS folks are up in arms about it, but it was a much easier transition than I expected. What's the phone you have now? I have a Google Pixel. Oh, oh, straight up. Yeah. And that would be my recommendation is to stick like you do have to stick to the high end Android phones. Um, don't go for the, the one you get for free. Um, but if you stick to kind of the Google and the higher end Samsung ones, you're going to have a, a pretty good experience. Samsung's been blowing my mind lately with their media abilities. Yeah. 
Yeah. If somebody came out of school today to pursue design, what would you say their first step should be? Just as quick as possible, if you can start working for somebody. Um, When I first got out of school, I would find search through Craigslist and find like small clients to work with that I was building web uh, WordPress web pages. I think I liked help build a WordPress page for a couple online tarot card (laughs) readers. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, everything I I learned more on the job than I did in school. Um, So if you've got friends you can volunteer for, if you can find a couple low paying clients, just start building because with everything that you build, you'll you'll learn lessons and improve and improve the next time. Thank you so much for spending your time with the Women in Tech podcast. It is awesome having inspiring women share their stories. Noah, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on just my website, which is noelstransky.com. Go uh, ahead and spell it for us. www.noelestransky.com. Awesome. And I will talk to you guys, hear you guys, see you guys in the next episode. Remember to say hello at Women in Tech Show on all the socials. Bye. This episode of the Women in Tech Show is powered by UpGuard. UpGuard's discovery engine brings visibility to complex IT environments, enabling teams to quickly identify risk, confirm compliance, and make business safer. They are proud supporters and employers of incredible women in tech. The Women in Tech podcast is an independent production funded by you, the community. To support Women in Tech, if you believe in the vision as much as we do, please consider going to womenintechpodcast.com. That's womenintechpodcast.com and just click on the contribution link to keep this podcast going. Thank you. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.